Hey everyone, it's February 25th, 2022. It's been a month since I've talked to you guys. Thanks for tuning in to another PT Podcast. I'm your host, PT. It's, like I said, a month. I don't even I don't even have a good reason at this point for why we haven't done it in a month. We've just been so stinking busy around here, from planting onions and potatoes, to redoing sound systems, to getting mouth surgery, to what other things we can get involved with. I have no idea. But I'm here with wonderful, awesome podcasting partners to the left of me, as if you had any idea what I was talking about or where my situation was. Um, Todd, the heart attack, Burdick Bergen. Hi, Todd. Hey. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That was a Steve. That, that was, was a Steve that was comment. Peace. That was hey. Hey, no, that was like, a Steve comment. Like, yeah, because that's why Steve comes in. Hey. Like, hey. 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 See, there it is. There it is. What? I was trying to. I was trying to mimic it, but I didn't know if I could pull it off. That, hey. Yeah. No. Hey. I think it worked out pretty good. Actually, it's, uh, you got to go. Uh, hey. hey. Yeah, yeah. There's a bit of a pause there. There's a bit of a pause there. It's okay. It's all right. It's all right. Yeah. So how are you, how are you feeling? Man, I'm feeling Heart so attack? You good. doing good? Yeah. You feeling good? Yeah. Yesterday, we, we scooped up 210 yards of compost. Wow. Yeah. I saw the burning pile of compost. Out back? Well, no. The, on the video? On, in, the, in, the, in the picture. Yeah. On Facebook. Yeah. Isn't the burning good? pile. Now, are you posting those things on the C3 Serenity Farm Facebook page? No, because it's not set up quite yet. Oh, I wonder whose fault that is. I... We're not going like to call names, but names yes, at this point, because it's not as be... if she's working 60 hours a week at this point, but yeah, well, Cheryl, Cheryl Marie Letch um, is wow. her name. I think it's a team effort. I mean, realistically, I'm trying to get the pictures together so that we can put them on at some point and everything will be cool, you know, but the good news is progress is going. Things are coming along. You planted how many potatoes? We planted a thousand potato seeds. Potatoes. Potato seeds. Potatoes. And and how many onion bulbs? Three thousand bulbs of onions. So my, my question is, why so many onions to potatoes? Because it's two potatoes to one or two onions to one potato when you make soup. One potato, two potato. No, I'm just kidding. I have no idea. No idea. No. Okay. Probably because when you buy bundles of potatoes or sacks, they come in a fifty pound bag. And so I bought a hundred pounds. Okay. All right. Well, wow. When I bought the onions, I bought six crates. The logic makes sense. See? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I size wise, they're I, about the same. They take up the same amount of space. You just get a lot more for your money with the onions. <laughs> now, when you're talking seeds, now it's a whole different ball game. We now, got, we got I, seed trays out there. Have you ever seen the Martian? Crazy. Did you know that you can use your own manure to grow potatoes? Yes, you, you learn can. something new all the time in movies. Oh, I'm wow. just saying. That's a great we're, Matt Damon movie. We're, we're Matt doing that. Damon. We're, do, we're doing that right here. Are you? Oh, great. No, I'm just great. No, it's, it's, no, 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 it's not that organic. But it's hmm. super <laughs> organic here. Yeah. Don't ask what's in our natural fertilizer. Mm. <laughs> we're mm-hmm. all full of, never mind. All right. Yeah. So, oh, uh, boy. This is going to be a great. Uh, podcast yeah. all right so anyways and to my right the bald beauty himself is back where i'm here oh right he's right in his inside. seat sorry he's in his yep. seat right in front of you it's my right but he's right in front of you yeah well, i yeah. had to look yeah. through the microphones hold on it, i can i can see him i, I it's I it's him. a little bright from the yeah. light on his head but it's it's all good bald be look how bald and beautiful he is yeah, but you know what he's got that halo light behind him i know 
I know it's beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful. You know, really Steve, nice. what I have been missing for a long time now, a month. Steve? That's what I've been missing right there. <laughs> I need more of Steve in my life right now. And to, just to prove it, I brought along Steve? Wife. And his, his Steve? Wife is named Laura. Uh, and for the first time, we have the one that makes the baldy beautiful. Yes. Right. Definitely. Lorraine La La Laura Howard, also known as the Quitman Paparazzi, by the way. Just like to let you know. Oh, yeah. Yes, right. yes, that's right. Right. So, Laura, how are you doing? It's first time here. I'm glad you could join us. Thanks Thank for joining us. Thank you for us. having me. You're welcome. You're welcome. And you hang out with this guy, right? The, the, the as baldy? As much as I can. The baldy. Yeah, the bald guy. Let's see you right. Because it's not the other guy. You know. Because that's me. I think that ought to be a television show. Because it had the fall guy. It should have I think it had the bald guy. guy. Yeah, yeah, the bald guy. Right, yeah. yeah. And Steve should be. Steve? Steve should be Steve on that yeah, show. Yeah, I guess we yeah. think about yeah. it. You have like Steve? Superman, the bionic man. We could have the bald man. The bald man. The bald yeah. man. Wouldn't Steve? That be cool? That's right. You could leap over tall garbage cans. <laughs> yeah, I can. Or uh, curbs. I've, curbs. We could no, take you to the parking lot. I can do lot. kitchen tall. And curbs cans. Kitchen tall. Okay. You can, you can jump kitchen tall uh, cans? His wife could nah, video just it. Just kitchen tall cans. His, his wife could video it. <laughs> and his <laughs> famous line could be, I love my mama very much. <laughs> I love my mama very much. <laughs> yes. Steve? Wow, that almost seems like that was scripted, but it was not. <laughs> that was so ad-libbed. Anyways, okay, so we're digressing. We haven't, been, we haven't had a conversation uh, like this in long time. a month. Oh, my. Last month. In fact, it was January 28th when we, we did our last one. Even our last one wasn't like this. Are you going to let Laura no, talk? No, yes, it was. Oh, yeah, Laura, Laura, are you going to... Go ahead. Go she ahead. she can talk if she wants, but yeah, get she, in there. you got to get in there. Yeah, sorry, you're with a tough crowd. Yeah, you better yeah, get in there. You true. just you got to <laughs> yeah. insert insert love, yourself into that. Can you give me way. some more volume? I can't hear. No, I'm deaf. no. You what? Hear you're always you deaf. Can, you can't oh, hear your wife. Yes. There you go. Okay, is that better? You like that? His no, ball, of it, he's, he felt like there's a couple hairs that fell out on that one. All right. So uh, we're, we got a really great podcast for you today. Uh, we're going to be talking about lust. Mm. Lust mm -hmm. and how far is too far in any relationship, in any context. We're going to try to tackle those questions. But before we do it today, we are going to do a wonderful, beautiful, awesome game of what the heck that's oh, right yeah. what the heck Sounds you know fun. why you know why because we need to it's yeah. been a month by golly and we what didn't do it last time no we didn't we didn't do it last time so we didn't do it last time you guys ready you guys ready yes. always always okay Absolutely. so here we go bring it on you know what the heck this time we're going to start with ladies first okay all right that's good. and okay good. other than steve <laughs> farting what is the scariest sound you could hear in the middle of the night? <laughs> Ooh, oh, well. <laughs> I'm snoring. He's snoring. He's snoring. He's snoring. I don't snore. What are you talking about? <laughs> You're sleeping. You don't hear it. Man, you, you snore out of before. both ends. What are you talking about? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's the it's the filter. That's what we call the human filter. Absolutely. He breathes in oxygen. He blows it out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. Yeah. You know, and they're trying to kill off the cow, so they quit doing the carbon dioxide. We got Steve over there. We got Steve. <laughs> I've, known, I've known a lot of human filters in my life. I'm not kidding you, man. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. I'm. I, listen, I'm personally. I probably got to be one of the the biggest filters out there. Um, I think so. Yeah, I know. So I'm a ledge. It depends on what I eat. <laughs> I think I might be able to pass. So it. it's mm. my snoring, really. Yeah, that's the scariest sound. Hung she's hung she's, she's scariest sound. Is she's called snoring. the alarm company. Yeah, it's like what's going on. <laughs> I've lived on a farm before. 
<laughs> She's heard the silence of the lambs. <laughs> All right, good. Well, that's a, that was a quick answer. All right, so we're going to go to Todd. Yes, Todd. Todd, here is yours. Are you ready for oh, this? Lord have mercy. What the heck? Have you ever had a this can't be happening moment? Oh, yeah. What was it? Oh, you want me to say it on the air? This can't be happening moment. Yeah, yeah, that's, this, this can't be happening. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. No. You, this, you need this. to, well, keep it PG, obviously, but oh. yeah. I figured it'd be the heart attack. I thought so too. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I figured it'd be the heart attack. It, it probably was. I, yeah, because I was. This is acid reflux. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you try to talk just a touch out of it. angina. Yeah, yeah, I just need to take another couple of tums. I'll just chew <laughs> a small handful. It won't be. I'll bad. just take the whole freaking bottle. It's, it's not going away. Yeah. Maybe I should. <laughs> now take you've that. got us curious what the other thing was that you were thinking about. Oh, yeah, it's not G-rated, sweetie. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. He didn't always love Jesus like he loves Jesus today. That's right. Yes. There was, there was a few other moments. That, whoa. Really? Moments. Oh, wow. Boy, you're I mean, telling on yourself. Oh, I mean, uh, different time. Uh, time. You know, Kim is just in the other room. Do we need to call her in here? No. <laughs> <laughs> She'll be listening to this podcast later and asking me, what are you talking about? You talking All right, about? so what, what, what the safe answer to? is is yeah, a heart attack, heart attack yeah. but there's other unsafe answers that we will not converse about today. Right. Yeah. Mm. In a G-rated <laughs> show. I mean, so. I know. I think I know one of them. Probably. Yeah. I, I think I know one of them. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we'll, we'll talk about that after He's we get off know. of the air. Okay. Yeah. Steve, the bald beauty. And, right. and, and, and I can't say Steve without... Oh, I got it turned down, Corn. Steve? There we go. All right. So, okay. Steve, you ready? Yeah. Okay. What is your <laughs> What is your favorite microwavable food? Do you like microwavable Steve? food? Steve? Oh, we've already done this one for hey, me. No, we haven't. Yes, we have. No, we popcorn. haven't. No, we have. no, we haven't. What was it? It was popcorn. Popcorn. And, and it's still popcorn. Popcorn? Mm-hmm. Okay. Give popcorn. Another card. It's the same one. Oh, we want another said, card? Yeah. yeah. Well, you're the one that told me to shuffle. What, the do, other one would have been yours. You got mad at me because I was looking at him in advance. Yeah. Steve? I thought you were cheating. I don't cheat. There's no way I cheat on my show. What How the in the world is that a cheat? I don't know. It, it's, it's like it's the big show. brother I never had. It's your it's, show. It's like the big brother I've never had. Uh huh. Mm. All right. If you were a villain, a criminal, or a mastermind, what would be your calling card? Oh. Oh. Um, you called the thunder, buddy. I just brought it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, he's, um, already the, he's already the bald man, so able to leap. Don't distract me. That would be your calling card? Yeah. Steve? <laughs> I thought it would be. Okay. All right. I don't know what my calling card would be. Um, that's not an answer um, don't distract me I guess would be a good answer or my yeah. mama said my, mom, my mama said my mama said she the yeah. devil as, as I'm saving you I just want you to know what my mama said <laughs> my, my if mama you were said. a villain or criminal mastermind what would be your calling card I don't know like Joker would Joker's was the Joker card right. the Riddler was oh. a riddle oh you're talking about card cards no no, no like just no in general, just in general like the Riddler like left a riddle yeah Kind of like penguin bag. had penguins all over the place. Umbrellas. Oh, I'd be the punny Superman guy. Had the You'd be the punny guy. The punny guy. The punny guy. He'd leave punny. a pun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what his criminal mastermind name would be. Yeah. The pun. The pun. The pun. Oh, wow. I could see him in prison. Stevilla the pun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's a punny guy. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh. <laughs> I didn't get that question, I guess. <laughs> yeah. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. We, can, we can explain it. It's okay. Later. Yeah, uh, if we have I, to explain it, it wasn't a very good... good. I, I do like Steve Villa the, the pun, though. That is Steve Villa cool. the pun? Yeah. yeah. a shirt like that or hat. I'm Stavilla the pun. Yeah. It actually rolls off the tongue quite well, I have to say. Yeah. yeah. Stavilla right. the pun. I don't know the I pun. could say it that well, though. Yeah, you could. No, I don't think I could. Yeah, you're from Washington. You say everything well. Like raspberries. Raspberries. <laughs> raspberries. That's my wife. She says raspberries. <laughs> raspberries. And she's not even from Washington. No, she's from Texas. Yeah. Oh, she's from Carrollton, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah. And she says raspberries. 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 Pinch. 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 I do too. But my wife about, is my wife is peach or peach. No pinch. Peach. Like instead pinch. of pinch. I say pinch. pinch. But she thinks that's funny. I think it's very funny. It's cute. <laughs> and then she pinches me so she can hear me say it. Don't, Don't pinch, pinch me. Where does she pinch you? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not this podcast, it's it is it. Family. No, 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 We can say anything we want. That's right. So she pinched him right in the all right, so anyways, all right, go ahead. All right, so Tim, it's your turn. All right. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? All right, go ahead. Go ahead. What nickname have you been called that you hate? You want to tell on yourself? Where's the where's the card? I'm not telling you. Give me the card. Nope, that's what it says. Where's the card? Timmy. Give me the card. I want to see the card. I could show you every one of these cards. This is exactly what I asked you, every one of them. I want to see that card. It's right there. No, it's not. It yes. It, how could you even? Yes, you're lying to me. No, what? You're what? lying to me. Oh, give me the I'm give me the card. Com. Give me the card. Oh crap! Yeah, he's right. I know. I don't trust you. I don't. I just, just don't it, trust is you. Is it Timmy or Timbo? Or no, no, no. I don't. I, those are okay. Timmy, Timbo, Tiny Tim. Those are all okay. I've been called all that stuff. None of them are true, by the way. Tiny Tim, that's just not true. I mean, one look at me, you realize it's just not true. But it's a pun. That, is that what it is? I guess. Not, I'm. I thought it was a I mean, character in, in the Christmas tall, story or something. Mm-hmm. Or Christmas? What is it? Christmas story? No, it's not Christmas story. It's a Charles Dickens. Yeah, Charles. Um, what? It, but it's not a Christmas story. It's Christmas Carol. Yes. Christmas Carol. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's it. Yeah. Uh, but this is um, the one that I hated. I was in Spanish class. And <laughs> my Spanish name was Timoteo. It was Timothy. Timoteo. Timoteo. So I was either Timmy Potato or Timmy Tomato. Mm. Oh, no. And I hate it. I mean, I hate it. I can't stand it. It yeah. causes, yeah, all sorts so of. So when not, you watch Veggie Tales and you see Bob the Tomato. Bob the Tomato, but that's not the same thing. No. Timmy Tomato is not the same thing. Yeah. If I, I was. Mine, mine was um, <clears throat> Howard the Duck. Really? I didn't like that one when I was a kid. You didn't look. You didn't get that question. What happens if we re- redraw the question and you're like, I already answered this? Yes, but you didn't I get did. the question before. See, you can't oh, do that, Steve. True. You're out of turn. You're out of line. Okay, Can you need to control yourself. I'm sorry. He always plays outside. The house. <sighs> I'm just saying. I do not. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know Steve? it was against the rules. <laughs> no, that's okay. You make them up. You make. Them yeah, up. you make them up. Yeah, yeah. She's one of Okay. All right. So we we we're, we're going into this thing. I wanted to make sure that we because we're about to get into some some pretty mm-hmm. pretty heavy stuff here. Um, 
Today, we're going to take a talk, take a look at the topic lust and how far is too far in any relational context. Okay, so we're going to try to answer some tough questions today. Now, I realize that there's a lot of gray area in the Bible other than Leviticus, and Leviticus is ceremonial in most ways. There's there's some really practical information, but you you, you want to be able to discern and pick out the things that are because the, the same chapters that are talking about you know don't sleep with your mother they also have the if you find sin in your camp take them out and stone them so i don't want you to take people out of your church and stone them okay no we don't want that but we obviously don't think that you should have sex with your mother either okay no so there are things in Leviticus, and then people will use this all day long ago well you see you're picking and choosing no i'm not it's the knowing the difference between the common sense versus the things that obviously are no longer necessary within the context of the relationship with the lord and you should know uh the things that what are we you okay yeah no, no i'm just getting my notes back sorry oh it's okay all right so i lost lust how far now james um the book of james in the bible uh, defines the progression of sin in james chapter 1 verse 13 it says let no one say when he is tempted i am being tempted by god for god cannot be tempted by evil and he himself does not tempt anyone okay so does god ever tempt anyone no no absolutely not why because god doesn't sit up there twiddle his thumbs and contemplate evil and think about ways to make people do and even though there are belief systems out there that construct god in this light that say that god promotes the agenda to promote his will and that is that is cockamamie bull snot okay um i think that we need to be pretty strong on this god does not tempt anyone nor does he contrive or manipulate people to do evil now can he use evil things or things that people do in evil and turn them around for good absolutely yes. but god does not tempt anyone so now that we've got that down we're going to have to define how it happens in us so but each one is tempted when he is carried away and enticed by his own Lust. Everybody say lust. 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 Okay. Then when lust has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And when sin is accomplished, it brings forth death. So you got temptation. Mm -hmm. Okay. We'll get there. I'm, I'm going to get the progression. So we know what we, every, everybody in this room ever been tempted. Absolutely. No, never. Never been tempted. Never. Now, see, the woman never. across from me is the only honest one here. <laughs> you two boob heads. You were yeah. tempted? Yeah. Mm -hmm. When were you tempted? Yeah. <laughs> when that Reese's peanut butter cup just snuck out in front of her. And oh, yeah. I, I learned what you have Reese's. Reese's peanut butter cup. Okay, so I'm going to read that again, verse 14. But each one is tempted when he is carried away and enticed by his own lust. Then when lust is conceived, it gives birth to sin. And when sin is accomplished, it brings forth death. So what is lust? Webster defines it as strong, very strong sexual desire. Okay, that's what that's what Webster says. Mm -hmm. Okay, now the Greek word for lust is epithumia. Okay, and that's desire, craving, longing, or desire for what is forbidden. All right. Mm -hmm. PT defines it as thought to plot. That's, that's lust, thought to plot, temptation to plot. So let me explain. In America culture, we tend to sexualize everything. I mean, everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, you look around at billboards anywhere, you watch television at all, if you watch the Super Bowl, I mean, it, mm -hmm. it's, it's all over the place. So, of course, in Webster's Dictionary, lust is all about sex. sex. Yeah, mm -hmm. sex. It's very strong sexual desire. So when we say lust, we're automatically thinking sex that's just mm -hmm. what we think about yeah we say that lust is very strong sexual desire i'm not saying it can't be i'm just saying that it's not just sexual all right so here's the analogy here we go we got temptation which is a thought okay so we all have been tempted we're all tempted in many ways was jesus tempted 
Yes. Many mm-hmm. times. Jesus was tempted. Yeah. So he was tempted like a man. So is temptation a sin? No. No, absolutely not. So the thought, the initial thought is not sin. There's a lot of people out there already that I'm blowing their mind because they think they are vile sinners because they've had tempting thoughts. You are not a sinner with the thought. That's not what happens. Now, what you do with that thought can lead to something bad. And that's mm-hmm. what we go into next. Temptation goes into lust. That's what James 14 says, is that each one is tempted when he is carried away and enticed by his own lust. lust. So the next progression from temptation is lust. And lust is the rumination or the incubation of the temptation. It's pondering the temptation. So at this mm-hmm. point, we've chosen to dwell on something that we shouldn't dwell on, mm-hmm. okay? So at that point, we are now incubating evil. We're incubating the forbidden. We're incubating the things that we were ruminating and contriving and doing things with this temptation. And then the next part is it births intent. Okay. Mm-hmm. So lust is conceived. It gives birth to sin, the intent. Okay. And then when the sin is accomplished, it brings forth death. So what we've got is we've got the temptation, the choice, choice to dwell on, then we get into the intent and that leads the heart to plan the action and constructs a plan to act. And then the next part of that is the actual action part of that, which is the sin. Okay, mm-hmm. which is, that's conceived, that's lust conceived. Temptation all the way down the line to sin. Everybody understand? Say yes. Yes. Okay, so how does that work with anything other than sex? Because I think it's easy in this culture to identify it as a sexual experience where uh, a man walks, sees a magazine, sees a naked woman and goes, ooh, that's nice. I think I want to think about boobs for the rest of the day. And we ruminate on a thought. And then we think about, well, how do I get with a girl like that or something like that? That's kind of how it ruminates. And we we kind of we kind of do our thing with that, all right? Mm. And it, it, it it goes into action in multiple ways. It could be where it leads us to a bar trying to pick up a girl that way, or it leads us to a bathroom and other things. Okay. And we're, we don't need to, well, I guess we can. It's a PT podcast. This is where we get into masturbatory comments and things like that, where lust conceives brings things that invoke death. Now, how does masturbation evoke death? I think what that does is in a non-marital context or in a, in a way that is unhealthy, it is literally ruminating on that thought, that temptation that came, and in an unnatural way, just to gratify yourself, not to not to gratify any other uh, marital impulse with your partner or anything like that. What it's doing is you're, you're just, it, what we call a dissipation. It's literally um, callousing yourself to the, uh, the act of sexual congress with your wife or uh, the act of intimacy with your wife, and instead just being with yourself and making sure that you're dealing with that 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 uh that that image that you have in your head you're purging the the flesh you're you're trying to gratify that that sexual urge at from the temptation point everybody understand what i'm saying okay now that's the sexual part now how does it not look sexual okay so let's say i go into a, a church congregation and todd is there and when i walk through the door todd gives me a look like why are you here okay and I get ticked off with Todd. Todd doesn't know it. All Todd knows is that I walked through the door and he saw a fly that was buzzing around. I didn't know that, but he saw it and he thought it was weird and he looked at me weird. But in my mind, he's looking at me weird because he had something wrong with me. So I get ticked off and I go to my corner of the church and I sit down and in my mind, in my mind, I have this thought of he's against me and I'm going to punch him. Okay. So I've got that. It'd be nice to feel really good finally to put him in his place. And I start ruminating on that thought. And I start concocting a plan. Well, I'm going to go all the way across the building to where he's at at the end of service. And I'm going to hit him. 
I, I know exactly how I'm gonna I'm gonna bypass it, you sure. know, Sister Helga in the middle, and I'm gonna go right across the way to the to the furthest aisle over here to where he's at. And I'm going to go all the way across the room. And as soon as I get there, I'm going to deck him. And I have my plan. It's, it's already birthed in there. And I've, I've convinced myself this is how it's going to happen. So church is over. I get up and I start making a beeline. And wouldn't you know it, Sister Bertha, not Sister Helga, but Sister Bertha gets right in my path, gives me a big old hug, tells me how, how much of a sweetheart I am. And Todd gets out before I have a chance to hit him. Now, the question is, did I sin? Yes. yes, because he had the intent of it. Because yeah. I let the temptation do what? Ruminate into a intent. Action. The plot, the thought plot. plot, thought to plot, thought to plot. That's why PT identifies it as thought to plot. Mm-hmm. Now, why is that important to identify? Because there's a lot of people that live their life in condemnation that think that just because they had the thought that they're in sin. And that's not necessarily true. I, look, I'm, we live in a culture where you can't, it's everywhere. Even I walk, I walk into the movie theater the other day to watch Uncharted, and there's a little girl with, I mean, she's 17, beautiful, beautiful girl, but she's wearing, you know, in this time, she's got like the bare midriff thing going, she's got a coat on, because it's cold outside, but she's wearing practically nothing. Okay, now, I'm saying I could sit there and stare at that and go, oh, you know, and ruminate on that, and it becomes sin. Or I can thought, take it captive, dismiss it, and put it where it needs to go. Yeah, And that's the difference between a temptation, not not engaging in that temptation, not allowing that temptation to breed something else. Mm-hmm. And we have to understand the difference between the thought versus me getting in the plot or me letting that thought take me into the places that I don't need to go. Okay. And you guys, I don't need to identify with you, but there are people here that are listening that may be wondering, well, what does that even look like? How would I take that thought to plot? How would that will answer your own questions you guys have all been there everybody that's listening have always you're living in a culture that is sexually um charged it's a sexually in charged environment and at this point people are justifying their actions by their feelings but you know that when that thought comes what you should do with that thought should a 40 year old man be heading after a 16 year old girl absolutely not okay so obviously there's things that we need to do with that thought Okay, mm-hmm. and we need to, the Bible says, First Corinthians, take that thought captive. Yeah. In fact, First Corinthians seven thirteen says, no temptation has overtaken you, but that which is common to man, and God is faithful and will provide a way to escape that temptation. Mm-hmm. So everybody needs to understand, temptation is not evil. Temptation happens. It happens to every single one of us. Mm-hmm. And it is not from God. It is a tool of the enemy to divide you and to conquer you and to cause death. And the way he does that is with your complicit action. If you are tempted, you choose to ruminate on that thought to the place of how James says, each one is tempted when he's carried and enticed by his own lust. And then when lust is conceived, it gives birth to sin. And when a sin is accomplished, it brings forth ultimately death. Okay. So now that I said that, you guys have anything to add to that? I'm I'm just wanting to make sure that we get the lust conversation in there. We, We were planning a whole podcast on lust itself. Uh, that pretty much draws it up in a nutshell. Yeah, I, don't, you I, don't, did. I mean, yeah. gosh, where are we going to go with that? Yeah. Here's what lust in a nutshell. Okay, what sorry. the heck? Yeah. You know? I mean, I thought we'd, you know, kind of talk about it some more, but <laughs> you well, we talk. can talk just, about it some more. threw it out there. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's like, wow. I mean, where do yeah. we go from there? Well, I, I think the conversation is where it comes next. The because, yeah, the conversation comes in where, all right, so now that we're, we've, we've, we, we understand what lust actually looks like. Mm-hmm. Can we lust after money? Sure you can. Yeah, so let, People do it all the time. It's tax season. It's called greed. Yes. So what would be a 
lustful action or a sinful action with tax. Let's lie on my taxes so I can get more refund. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I would never do that, Mr. IRS. Sorry. Just saying. <laughs> Is it, and, and how would we justify that? He takes from me all the time. The government's <laughs> always taking my money. Yeah, I just need it back. Always. Just need it back. So we it's would say bit. the thought is, well, it won't. I don't make enough anything. to make a difference. They're never going to audit me. So, you know, I'm going to. We're good. Yeah. We're good. And I'm going to go ahead and just chance on this little part so I can get better refund. Yeah. And they would say, well, the government is evil anyway, so why not do that? Well, That's right. Just because of government evil, I didn't sign up for government. Now I'm meddling, right? Because yeah. it's yeah, but it's the same. It's the same thing. Yeah. The temptation is cheat on your taxes. Yeah. The rumination is when I start having that thought and I start devising the plan to do it. Mm. That's lust. Mm-hmm. You follow me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, in order to be pure of heart, you have to take that thought captive and not justify evil with evil. Mm-hmm. Never repay evil with evil. Now, even though in your in your logical thinking you think, well, the government's evil, I'm, I might as well they they, they get they're going to get their comeuppance. But the problem with that is that you're repaying evil for evil, and that never works out. What about fame? Fame. I'm gonna live forever. All right. So, yeah. what, what can we lust after fame? Yeah. How does that look? Well, the famous people don't look so pretty after they get what they're lusting after, and then they lust after other things to try to fulfill what they got from trying to lust for fame. That's true, but, okay, so ambition and fame. If you are, if you're, stru- if you're striving for fame and you see somebody that's more famous, then usually it's the competition with that mm-hmm. other person. Probably so. So be better than them. How would that work its way into a typical churchgoer's life? For fame, yeah. Hmm. Mm, when guess. you're wanting what they have, yeah. yeah, yeah. So let's say that somebody sees Steve Howard on the stage, and they're like, "Man, I know I can sing better than he can. I don't know why they won't let me be the worship leader." <laughs> and so they start to, with that temptation, contrive a plan to dethrone mm. the Lord of all worship leaders. <laughs> no. <Okay. laughs> I'm just playing. I'm playing. But you understand what I'm saying. You see how that works? And that could be anything. It could be pastor. It could be the pastor's wife. I've seen that happen before. Could be the the worship leader's husband. I'm just saying. Could be the deacon's son. I remember this concept about Steve. Rewind. I remember this about two years ago. I used to listen to Tim play the drums at first, and I was like, if I could play the drums like that, that'd be great. I could be better than him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I told you that, but yeah. I can't even carry a beat. Uh, I, I've so always wanted to be as good as Tim. I mean, <laughs> my whole life. All right, now now we're going into the temptation is to lie, and we can talk to them. <laughs> no. the sound right. No. All right, so the answer, of course, is yes, and yes, we can lust. So now to the question, in any relationship, now that we're understanding what lust is, I think we can get to a conversation about how far is too far in a relationship. And the reason why I say that we have to identify what lust is before we can get to that place is because so many people think that the thought of, you know, sex with someone or that temptation is the sin, but that's not, that's not the case at all. And so those of you that are living in condemnation in your homes or where you're at, because you had a fleeting thought or because you saw a magazine somewhere and it caused a thought, listen, you can control what happens after that. 
And you need to understand that there is a big difference between a cause and an influence. And just because that magazine influenced a fleeting thought in your mind, doesn't mean that you have to ruminate on that thought. So we've already eliminated something. How far is too far? Well, we don't think it's too far for you to have a thought. Sex is good. Can I get a whole hearty? Yeah. Amen. Amen. So I'm, I'm saying sex is created by God. You were created to want it. You were created to engage in it in a proper time, in a proper fashion, in a productive way, not in a counterproductive way. And so from this podcast, you are not going to get the legal centric um, advice where every thought that you ever have about sex is evil. No, 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 no. It is healthy to think about sex. Okay? It's not a unhealthy thing. When it becomes unhealthy is when you allow those thoughts to become plots into something that is not good for you. Okay, So I think the easiest application that we could start with is dating. Now, we're all parents, I think every one of us here. Yes. So yes. we may have a dog in the hunt a little bit, just mm-hmm. saying. Um, but we'll start with the mama. <laughs> yeah, Laura's laughing at me. Don't laugh at me. You're mama bear. We all know it. I'm definitely mama bear. So let me ask you a question. If, if you were looking at your kids and you have, I'm sure, what would you say in the dating relationship, how far is too far? And we're looking for opinions. Oh, so, and we will discuss it. So if you say the wrong that, answer, we're all going to argue with are you. Are we talking yeah. about your 15 year old? We're talking about oh anybody, everybody that's everything, coming along. Everything. Everybody that's in my home right now is a teenager in this in this time in their life. And so, you know, if I put myself back in their, their age, I remember how I felt. And I did feel condemnation um, for if I even thought about it. And so. Um, that sucks too, man. Yeah, I mean, it because does. it's such a cool, I mean, it's. God created it. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but okay, go ahead. Yeah, but then, like, as a mama, all I do is pray over my kids and, like, okay, please keep the temptation away from them. Um, but yeah, it's it's hard to even. I don't know, like. What boundary do you wish they would draw? I wish that they would not do anything until they're married. Like, I wish they wouldn't make the same mistakes that I did. Um, so we're drawing up. a definitive line with don't have sex until you're married. Yes. Be, be abstinent until you you are properly. And, and what, what's your logic behind that? Why? Um, because now that I know, like when you do have sex with somebody, you're giving part of yourself to them. Mm-hmm. And it is very difficult af- if like you're, you're with them, you're so in love, you're 16 years old, and you think you're going to be with them forever. Mm-hmm. And you're you stay with them. You you end up doing things with them, and then they're easily move on to the next person, and you're left with a shattered heart. And it's just something that a mama bear wants to protect her children from. So, yeah, shattered heart. It, it, when you're invested like that emotionally, yeah. and and then it becomes physical, which yes. I think is supposed to be the the cap of the emotional and spiritual mm-hmm. experience. The physical is supposed to be the cap of those two things. But people are in such a rush because it feels so good mm-hmm. to connect that way that they don't get the emotional and the spiritual down. They're rushing to get to that physical part. And then you're left with emotional baggage because you didn't do that. Right. So I understand what you're saying. Yeah. But, okay, you're, you're saying that's true. So anything before that is okay. 
Uh, are we see. talking kissing? Are we talking about petting? Are we talking about nakedness? See, are I we talking about walking around naked with good, one another? Holding you, hands is good. I think that that should be. The okay, so end. as Mama Bear, <laughs> you're saying holding hands. That's all. You don't. You, hands, if, they can kiss. How, how close can they be at church? No tongue. They can hold hands. At they church. can hold hands. So we 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 we, we uh. We holding on the COVID rule thing, the six feet apart while you're holding hands like uh, this. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, the only time that differs <laughs> is if they don't have three feet reach. I'm putting, I'm putting you on the spot. You are putting me on but the But I'll tell you this. It's what, hands what, are sweating. What's I'm funny like, is that my as... My kid's going to listen to this? As parent... Well, I hope so. I hope so. As, <laughs> as parents, we think differently than what yeah. we did when we yeah. were kids. Because I sure. know for a fact, the person to my right over here, uh-huh. the conversations that we had in school... Don't tell on him. Are go- I'm not. But the conversations that we had in school are way different than what he's talking about right now. I am talking about anything right now. Yeah, you did. You said definitely holding hands. That's oh, it. Yeah, yeah holding definitely hands. Holding, hands. holding hands. Yeah, but did that stop you? From holding hands? What no. was your parents? What did your parents say was the boundary? I don't know. Kissing, probably. Kissing? That's what I say the boundary is, kissing. You say that you say the boundary is, but what did your parents say? Probably no, no more than kissing. That's what they said? Mm-hmm. No more than kissing. Mm-hmm. So you could you could kiss. There was no other parameters there, no other boundaries there. You could kiss all night long and it'd be okay. Uh, well, you not I mean, not all night long. I mean <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, at least thirty minutes or something. <laughs> if you could kiss all night long, you you you've got to win some kind of award there, yes. man. I'm just saying. But what you're 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 saying that what what do you what kissing that what what does that even look like? What is it? What's the boundary there? I don't know. Um, I just just don't allow yourself to be in that temptation place if you can. You know, uh, like. Don't want Bella with a boy by herself, that's for sure. Mm. See, this is what I was worried about. I was worried that we could not think in terms of where we're at as parents. Right. But if we're trying to put ourselves back there. No, I don't want to go there. Not, well, we're go- I'm going to go there after a second. If, if nobody else is willing to go there, I'll put myself out there. But, but You go ahead. Put yourself out there. I will, man. I don't, I don't mind. You know why? Because I think kids need to hear this. I'm a parent, too. I got a, I got a kid that is thinking about marriage already. I I, I'm just telling you right now that. We've got to be open and talk about this because we've got mm-hmm. kids that are being educated by a school system that says that there are things that are okay that are not okay. Oh, yeah, very and much so. they're being educated by a system that thinks that they can justify everything, like mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. being dogs. I just identify as a dog, therefore I'm a dog. That's stupid. That's dumb. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. That's just dumb. But you know why they're able to do that? Because we have a whole generation that has been brought up in the church that has not been educated at all in proper healthy sexuality. Correct. Yeah, that's Absolutely. true. We're not communicating. And you know why we're not communicating? Mm-hmm. Because it's awkward. Because mm-hmm. it doesn't feel good. Because we're afraid that if we say these things, then, oh my God, somebody's going to get offended. Well, you know what? Turn the podcast off if you're offended. I don't have a problem with that. I just want to let you know, we're going to get real. It's going to get it's going to get hot and heavy in just a little bit, especially the next couple of times we do this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We start talking about... <laughs> how to keep the flame alive in your marriage uh homosexuality porn when we start talking about those things there's no outs on that and mm-hmm. all of us have experienced real life interaction with these subjects mm-hmm. every one of us so todd yes sir and dating when and you you've you've raised several Lots kids of girls um you what but you've also lived in this thing so 
why don't you, give me give me some personal experience what are the boundaries that you wish you would have drawn for yourself oh i definitely i'm right there with her i'm i'm wishing that i had saved myself for the one but on the same token i have kind of a philosophy you can <laughs> you can have an intimate relationship with somebody through like conversation but then do you really know the person? Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of people out there that might not be compatible when they're sexually. They're just, it, it's awkward, doesn't work out, things that. And I started my sexual career. Career? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Revelation. <laughs> now the heart attack Where is no longer the, nickname? now the heart attack is no longer Where? his nickname. Now Where it's Todd the porn star. <laughs> <laughs> Can, we know we were joking about I can, that I can remember I can remember lots of weird things in my life and by the time I was I think by the time I was 13 I was already feeling whoa sorry it's my fault playing with my microphone um, I was feeling like hey this babysitter she's pretty cute <laughs> yeah I mean I think she was 17 and I was good old hormones yeah mm. and I was like you know I don't really need a babysitter <laughs> but I sure would like a girlfriend <laughs> Thoughts apply. Thoughts apply. Thoughts apply. I'm not feeling very good. Could you rub my stomach? It doesn't feel good. (laughs) Thoughts apply. Definitely thoughts apply. Thoughts apply. Thoughts apply. So, you know, it it did. It did work? Yeah, of course it did. How young were you? 13. Oh, my goodness. So, (laughs) please don't call her name out. We're not going to do that. that, But, you know, when I got to about 15 and I was in high school, and I was dating. Then it was me and my mom and dad. We we never had that conversation. It wasn't a lot of God in our in our house. And my mom was she was a, she was a saint, but she just did not have probably because this is awkward. I don't want to talk about this with my son. Yeah, mm-hmm. but we didn't talk about boundaries. We didn't talk about hey, you know, if you're with a girl, you you should probably take it easy, take it slow. You know, get to know the person. Oh heck no, lust is all about little hormones. So mm-hmm. dive right in. You know, um, I can remember playing the game Spin the Bottle. Mm-hmm. Any of you played that? I have not. I have. You you have I have never played that You've game. Never Wait, played listen, we don't need that. Right. We didn't talk Anyways. about the revelation of those moments. That, I just yeah, want to say. That can come back to. Thoughts upon again. <laughs> with uh, a game board of cardboard, you can draw out some That's going to be another podcast with yeah. how to keep the flame alive. We can That's talk right. about that That's later right. on. All right, but. So anyway. Yeah, write that one down, Steve. All right, go ahead. But, you know, it's like. <laughs> Steve? With a romantic dinner. <laughs> But games like that, things like that, um, I remember sneaking off in the woods, you know, with a girl and oh, let's go make out. Yeah. Okay. So what are the boundaries that you wish you would have had? Obviously, you yeah. said you'd wish that you'd not had sex before marriage. Right. What What other boundaries that is how far is too far? Well, obviously, I think anything above when, you, when as soon as you start kissing, the, let's face it, hormones kick in. You can kiss all you want, just a little, but as soon as that tongue comes out of your mouth, <laughs> it's I love done. it. It's done. It's the fringe. It's, 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 that's the truth of the matter. You, I don't care what you say. You go, oh, well, I'm not having sex. I'm, we just kiss. Do you really? <laughs> sure. Where's your hands? Behind your back? 
<laughs> anyway, so I'm just saying, there's a lot of petting going on. There's a lot of mind activity. So you think what? We, we, yeah, draw the I mean, draw the boundary. As soon as, as soon as that tongue opens or your tongue comes out of your mouth, so peck is done. Peck is it? Yeah, but even then, I mean, really, you're gonna peck so many times, and then you're gonna be like, "Oops, I'm sorry, my." <laughs> I was I was trying to clear my throat and my tongue came out. <laughs> you know, because at that point you're that close to that woman and your body is already going. Hey, whoa! Uh, I feel a bit of a stimulation here. And let's face it, that's every boy. <laughs> so okay, is the wind blowing in this house? Yeah, it's just me. So well, and it's not just guys. I mean, oh, I'm I sure that women have that that as well. Where uh, absolutely, yeah, where it's yeah. it's not just you know the wind blows solid and and you see a nice you know Chris Hemsworth looking dude and you're like man you know that that you that know guy's got an app. You still have yeah, you still have that that thought to plot scenario where, and I think that's the boundary. I, I think because we are so enamored with the surface level rule stuff that we forget that all that stuff is birthed inside emotionally and the emotional thought context. And so what we have to do is quit band-aiding. And as a youth pastor, I was professional at band-aiding. We go, okay, well don't kiss, but you're not really dealing with thought. You're not really telling them how to deal with temptation. What you're doing is you're just saying, okay, don't kiss. And the rule is a rule. Okay, well, don't eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Well, that's a great rule. They still have the choice to do whatever they're going to do. Mm-hmm. But you can educate them in the process. You can say, listen, I know that it's going to be healthy and normal for you to want to stick your tongue down their throat. It's going to be healthy and normal to want to grope. It's going to be healthy and normal to want to touch somebody and to have that intimacy. And I'm going to tell you that there is a time and a place for that. Mm-hmm. What your job is at this point is is to stock up and save as much of that as you possibly can mm-hmm. for when you guys get married and give that to each other that that hotness that mm-hmm. that that raw that wonderful you know that wonderful mm-hmm. experience of experiencing each other the first, and some people say well that how do you know you're going to be sexually um uh, active well compatible. no compatible, compatible. because oh, i heard you yeah. say yeah. that yeah and and i think that's a that's a fair question i I, I think that there are millions and millions of people that have come before us that had arranged marriages that um, whether it was good looking or bad looking or they found the context of sexual Congress as something that was it, it wasn't necessarily the 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 deal breaker. If, if I if I have to be honest, yes, they wanted the sex. Yes, they wanted to be able to have that intimacy, but they found that the emotional and the spiritual intimacy was more important than the, than the sexual special. intimacy. Yeah. Now, if we allow sexual and that feeling that 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 physical feeling to lead us into decision making, sexual compatibility, okay, then you get some of the problems that we're seeing in today's culture, where. The only way that I can be with you is if I'm sexually aroused by you. And that's a problem. It is a problem. Because that leads to a lot of divorces. Oh, yeah. They're like, well, you know, I'm not attracted to you anymore. I can't have sex with you. We're done. done. I don't feel the way I feel anymore. And I'm also going to pick off something what you said just a second ago, too. Where you talk about the one. Mm. Oh, here he goes. I knew he'd say something about that. (laughs) I want you to picture a haystack, mm. okay, or just a 
a, a stack of needles. Okay. And I want you to find one particular needle and a huge pile of needles. It's going to hurt. Well, it's not going to hurt. It's almost impossible. Million of ne- million needles, seven billion needles. Wow. And one you're supposed to find. And that's the only one that God has selected for you out of seven billion people on this planet. One. One person. Mm-hmm. That is psychotic. That is not only unjust and stupid, but that doesn't sound like God at all. And it has nothing to do with choice. Are it you has, saying God can't bring just two people together? Oh my gosh. Come on, Tim. Yeah, I'm telling, Tim, what's wrong I'm telling you? you right now, love is a choice. Yeah, absolutely. Love mm-hmm. is a stinking choice. It is a choice. And if we don't quit doing the surface crap, I'm I'm just telling you, it's what right. it is. It literally is going, okay, there's just one for you for the rest of your life. You know who that one is? Your who, soulmate. Who you choose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whoever you choose. I, I tell my kids all the time, listen, when you choose to love somebody, choose to love them. Mm-hmm. Choose to, even when it's hard, Every day. choose mm-hmm. to love them. That's what Jesus does. Mm-hmm. Yes. He chose to love us. He chose that. Now we get to choose to love him. Every it, It's going to be hard. It's going to be tough. And listen, I love the Lord with all of my heart, mind, soul, and strength. Guess what I've never had with the Lord? Sex. Sure. <laughs> it's probably a good thing. <laughs> Yeah, Why do I think awkward. it's so important that I have to base all of my all of my relationships on that premise? That's stupid. Why does that have to lead me in every decision-making process with any kind of physical relationship with somebody? It's important, sure, but it's not the most important thing. Spiritual and mental are way more important, way more important, and then it can lead to great and wonderful sex. But my gosh, what happens when you're old and you can't do it anymore? <laughs> Just and for the record, that emotional bond with him. that's right. Yes. Viagra, definitely. <laughs> <Jeez>. What <laughs> happens when Viagra doesn't work? There, Slim <laughs> transplants. He'll find a way. Oh my gosh! I said we we're gonna get Duck real. Tape. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Duct tape and chopsticks. Okay, so duct tape and chopsticks. Oh my gosh! Ouch. Dude, what? Oh, sorry, dude. Sorry. Oh my gosh! <laughs> it makes a great flash water. No. Oh. <laughs> okay. All right. So there, things magically change, though, all of a sudden. The reason why we say this with people that are young and are dating, and the reason why we put these boundaries out is because we realize that there is a mystery to the first act, right? Everybody mm-hmm. knows that's the untouchable place before we, in fact, we, we don't mention these things. We don't miss We don't mention penises and we don't mention vajayjays because these are the untouchable spots and we're not allowed to do that. But we understand all of that stuff. What I'm saying is everybody, everybody, yes. Oh my gosh. I'm not even to tell you what's going to happen on the air. Okay. So what, what I'm telling you right now is that yes, there's a mystery to it. Song of Solomon says, do not awaken or stir up love until it so desires. Paul says, I would rather you marry than burn with passion. Mm-hmm. And so I think in America's culture, we have we have kind of short-circuited our, our, our kids because those of us that have experienced sex become desensitized by the sex, or we've gotten so lost in our own fleshly stuff that we've desensitized ourselves, and it takes more for us to get physically stimulated. And so we start producing these things, and now our kids are coming behind us, and they're seeing the things that physically stimulate us, and they're wanting to operate in that same level. Mm-hmm. We're, our boundaries are there for the younger people because we don't want them to experience that without the, res- the, the ability to have the responsibility for what comes after the sex production. When we have sex, what happens? 
babies. Babies. Somebody gets pregnant. Babies. That's right. Babies. Babies. So we say, listen, don't awaken or stir up love until it so desires. And what I mean by so it till it so desires is when you you can bankroll a baby, baby, don't have sex until you're willing to have a baby baby mm-hmm. okay you understand mm-hmm. so that's what we're saying we're also saying that that physical intimacy should be reserved for somebody that you're emotionally and spiritually connected to right that's mm-hmm. all of us as parents so as we're saying these things it's not a band-aid there are really good reasons number one i want to make sure he's trustworthy mm-hmm. i want to make sure she's trustworthy yep. number two i want to make sure that she's connected to the lord mm-hmm. and that they're not going to take my heart and in my emotions and my affections and my physical, all of the things that I'm bringing to the table, as well as them, I want to make sure that they're trustworthy enough spiritually and emotionally to give them my body, to give them who I am. And so I need to contemplate those two things as foundational before I capstone the whole thing by becoming. And you notice, this is the beauty of this. This is how God created this. There is body, soul, and spirit. Mm-hmm. There's the Trinity. All of these things lead back to a recognition of who God is and how he has created us to connect with one another. And when we connect, we become one. Now, the question is now for all of us, how many people are you one with? And yeah, so that's why we're telling our kids, listen, yes, we want to connect with one person, whoever that one person is that you decide to that there, there's Mm -hmm. the one premise with go. logical sense instead of the billions of soul needles. Yeah, the soul. That's I hate what you're that. talking about. That's I, what you're talking about. I hate that. I just can't. I was going to say, just for the record, that's where I was going with this is the one you choose. Thank you. Okay. okay. Thank you, Todd. Thank yeah. you, Todd. I'm Every sorry. Once in a while, you get lucky and still get uh, a unicorn that poops out rainbows that you choose yeah, because right. I will tell you right now, as much as you're trying to win brownie points, there are going to be days where you won't have to choose. To love Lorraine, and Lorraine's gonna have to choose. Every I day. guarantee it, especially when you're sitting there old, in front man. of the mirror for thirty minutes looking at your beard, dude. Okay, so I am not. <laughs> Steve, I'm minutes. thinking about all I have to do for the day. Okay, so we, I think that the here's the here's the funny thing though, and this is what this is what I want to get at, because the boundaries start to shift once the mystery's gone. Yes, I've noticed this. Notice this in culture. When you say mystery, yeah. what do you? What do you well, they've already to? had sex. They already know oh, what it's okay. about. They are, like with the uh, with the with the thirteen year old that says, "I've lost my virginity." Mm-hmm. Now it's, "Well, I've got to return as many times as I possibly can." And, and with people that are married, they're the same way. It's like, well, now that I've experienced it once, I want to make sure I have every experience. <laughs> I'm just saying, now that I've experienced how great this thing is, mm-hmm. and the reason why we tell our dating people is, listen. You can't afford the babies that come from having every experience, number one. Number two, you're not ready for that responsibility. So we're telling you, just make sure that you you take your time. You're not trying to rush into this. That's the boundaries for them, mm-hmm. right? Don't awaken or stir up love and so, so desires. But for married people, when they get into marriage, well, how far is too far? With marriage people? We never, ever talk about these things. We're all about abstinence for these people over here. Because with our dating kids, well, because they're our kids, and we want better for them than what we chose, right? But we never really have that conversation. How far is too far in the marriage bed? I'll start I, with Todd. Okay, so as far as the where's the, the line, I'm going to have to say that's something that you have to communicate with your partner. Because mm-hmm. there are some things that somebody might not want to try. 
<laughs> and when that happens, you don't get to just say, well, come on. Submit. Yeah. <laughs> come on. Woman, no. submit. No. Okay, yes. You know, it can go the other way, though. All I mean, right. the woman uh, could be like, hey, you know, I've always wanted to pour a hot wax on your chest. Bib, bib. I got a lot of hair, honey. <laughs> I, that's not happening, okay? We ain't doing that. Okay, Steve. I'm gonna have to narrow the chest before you do something like that. You, you so say it's something that you've got to decide with them, yeah. with your partner. Okay, communication. Biblically, what do you think? Do you have precedence uh, on that? Biblically, it's not that way. I think, I think it's kind of the submissive. I don't. I'll, I'll tell you why in just a second. Okay, Steve. Okay. What 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 do you think? How far is too far in a marriage bed? Um, I just I'm just gonna go with what Solomon said. Just enjoy the. Enjoy the ride. <laughs> Enjoy the youth of your wife and her bosoms. <laughs> what, if she have, what if she doesn't have any bosoms? All right. All right. That's enough right there. Okay. So, okay. Lorraine, how far is too far in a marriage bed? Yeah, Lorraine. I think that. Um, mm hmm. Hands getting sweaty. I know. I am getting Mom's a little spaghetti? Bit sweaty. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, no mom's spaghetti in the bed. That's. I think that it's. Especially uh, white sheets between the two partners but i think that just as long for me it would be i would be willing to do whatever he would want to without it being like bringing in porn or bringing in something that's not the two of you like i would oh, be yeah, willing to do that. yeah now that's biblical that's biblical it needs to stay between it needs to stay between the two the marriage yeah. bed is between two husband and wife and wife mm -hmm. and the two Become one. Mm -hmm. Husband and wife. Mm -hmm. Not the five become one. Not the nine. Not the three. <laughs> three. Right. Which is a lot more popular and ideal. Oh uh, listen, God. I'm going to tell you, in, in cities close by, mm -hmm. there have been swinger clubs. Dallas. Uh -huh. There have, no, Mineola. Oh. No way. Yes, we almost Whoa. bought a piece of property in Mineola that was a swingers club in no. Mineola. No way. Wow. I'm not kidding you. I'm not telling you right well, now. Go ahead and put the uh, address on I'm sure. 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 I've never heard of that. They shut it down. Okay. It's done. It's oh, not a big deal. I'm just telling you right now. I think these things are closer than what you realize. Was it swing dancing? No. No, they wouldn't <laughs> shut wish. down the swing dancing, dude. Okay. <laughs> what I'm saying is you're I think you're spot on. And when I when we talk about submissiveness, you've got to remember that in that culture, they were talking about husbands that loved Christ. And as they loved Christ, they loved their That's wife. Right, yeah. And so they wouldn't ask their wife to submit to something that was not good for them. Mm -hmm. Sure. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah. And so under that context, the two the marriage Hebrews says the marriage bed let's keep the marriage bed undefiled. Let's let's everything that happens in that marriage bed between those two people mm -hmm. are, are that's what it's meant to be enjoyed. It's meant to be yeah. physical. But you're right. What what about porn? What and there are people that are asking, what about porn as long as they consent to that? Well, no. I don't think the two can become one with outside parties. And let me tell mm -hmm. you, I'm not I'm not telling you that I haven't I haven't been problematic in that in my relationship in that capacity where we've tried those things and we both have made sure and understood now that's not something that needs to happen in our relationship. That's not stuff that needs to happen. Number one, because I think it produces thoughts that are not godly thoughts they're they're not wholesome and they're not productive to an intimacy with your wife or your spouse or your husband you understand what i mean by that mm -hmm. so we're if we're bringing in outside entities to contrive or manipulate ourselves into a a physical frenzy 
Is that the healthiest context of a marital relationship? Absolutely not. Mm-mm. And then there, there's people that say, well, I can't, I can't, can't do it without it. I can't, can't have the experience without it. And I would say, then you need seek to ask, counseling. well, not only seek counseling, but my, my thing is there's other ways to serve your spouse without you having that experience. And I would say that's the ultimate give. And I know that that's hard, but there's a right and a wrong way to go about marriage. And there's, I'm going to tell you, stock up those feelings. Maybe there could be a moment where you actually are able to produce that. But I'm saying there's a lot of people that have participated in dissipation in their lives and have calloused themselves to the sexual feeling. And that's the reason why they're in the position that they're in today. You cannot pray for crop failure. If you've sowed sexual intimacy with every person that you've ever been with in your life, you're going to have the discord of a calloused feeling in your relationship. Mm -hmm. Now, God can Mm. do miracles and God can do things in you, but I'm going to tell you, even in the restoring part of it, Mm. you're going to bear the consequence of that action. That's part of that thing. Okay? That's marriage. What about divorced people? What do you mean? Well, I mean, elaborate a little bit. You're, 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 as far as everybody them. knows what, because uh, I, and we're all talking here, because everybody, uh, except everybody for here, except, except for, for me, except for you, goody two shoe. That doesn't work, Lorraine. No, I'm, I'm, Todd's in the same spot. Okay. Steve's in the same spot. We're and and listen, there's no judgments here. What we're talking about is, okay, is it is it permissible, biblically, for married people who have been divorced? to engage in sexual congress again is there a boundary is there a healthy boundary biblically or is the bible gray in that mm. capacity i don't think it's gray but i don't think it's <laughs> realistic in my opinion like um i know that it talks about like you should be married so that you don't commit those sins so like I was divorced, and instead of me going from person to person, like God brought me somebody that I was able to be with, and we did get married, and then we wouldn't be lusting after each other and causing sin like all the time, right? So I think it's better to get married a second time than to burn with passion. Than to burn with passion. Yeah. Okay. What do we what do we do with those scriptures and how do we and I'm going somewhere with this so okay. we're not I'm, there's no condemnation so nobody feel that for me how do what do we do with those scriptures that say okay if the woman divorces the husband that she can no longer get married anymore that she causes that person to be in adultery everything that we've ever talked about in the PT podcast has to do with the heart heart mm-hmm. okay so there are people that for selfish intentions that they leave spouses or they leave people because they just aren't getting what they want. And is that the heart of God to abandon their spouse and to leave that, even though it could be healthy, even though it was healthy, but they left because they wanted something different. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that's what Paul is talking about in the context of what he's talking about. He he talks about a healthy marital relationship. He talks about loving your spouse and being connected with your spouse Mm -hmm. in that capacity and, 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 and gives all that instruction. But people, they don't read the entirety of the letter. All they do is they read their little section that they want to lord over people. It's all about heart. And so there's a lot of people that have gotten away from abuse, that have been abusive, that mm-hmm. they didn't know Jesus, and their, their spouse left them. Mm-hmm. And 
for some reason, the church has taken a stance that said, well, now these people are disqualified from ever being able to enjoy. Look, you guys are full of crap. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. These yeah. individuals, they, they, they could get saved, they could get redeemed, could be restored, mm -hmm. and God do something in their life, and they're, they're no less worthy of that kind of affection than you are. It's just mm -hmm. a, a different storyline, a different place, and their heart could totally change and God do something magnificent to where they are a wonderful spouse. I know people that have been in prison that are uh, that, that were in terrible, terrible shambles in their life that did not deserve that affection, that got left because they were abusive. And God did something incredible in their life, and now they're, they're some of the best dads, the best husbands out there because they gave their heart to the Lord, yeah. and they're able to love better. But it does not disqualify you. Now, your heart may. So in divorce, in marriage, in dating, I think we all got to talk it up to where's your heart? Mm -hmm. if, you're, if you're in temptation and in that temptation, your heart's wrong, guess what? You're going to allow that temptation to breed into lust and lust will conceive into sin. If you're dating and you have temptation, then if you don't know what to do with that temptation you're, and you have a bad heart, then what's going to happen? You're going to let that temptation birth into lust. Lust going to birth into sin. That's just the way it goes. In divorce, the same thing. Listen, I, I and I would say that the same with widows. Yes, okay. Is the mystery gone with divorced people? Have they had sex before? Sure. As married people, have have they had sex before? Some of them, yes. Some of them haven't. Um, and and I'm not telling stories on anyone. It's part of our testimony. I am Cheryl's first. That was her first experience. And she had it from the Lord way on before that the, the first person that she kissed was going to be, you talk about freaking somebody out. I'm just telling you right now, get in that diary and read that in there somewhere after about four weeks of dating that the first person, you know that you're the first person that she kissed and she's going to marry you. I didn't buy it for a second. The Lord knew. I didn't know. <laughs> anyway, so divorced. picked out the one. Widowed. No, oh my God. You must have Good been the grief. one. All the needles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You guys could. Anyways, all right. So widowed, and that's the dying thing. That's everybody understands that the death in the in the marriage relationship. Then are they allowed to get married again? Sure. Are they allowed to partake in in, in sexual experiences again? Sure. Let me ask the, the the elephant in the room question: If it's wrong for a dating person to have sex before marriage, is it wrong? For a widowed person to have sex before marriage? Is it wrong for a divorced person to have sex before marriage? Is what's good for the goose good for the gander? Or are we going to kind of be hypocritical with that? No, I, th I think hypocritical. What I'm saying is if I could tell my son... Mm -hmm. You should not, not have, have sex, sex before, before marriage. marriage. Right. And my wife dies tomorrow. God forbid. But my wife dies tomorrow. Should I follow the same parameters yeah. that my son has to follow? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you think it entitles you because you got married? Does it, it entitle me that it? the mystery is gone? It's it's not really... I, I don't look at it as a mystery. So I look at it as... Um, Two people coming together so it's, it's not, a good way to look at it it's mm -hmm. not it, it, mystery would be like <laughs> i get to open the present on christmas and see what i got yay yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like that if you think about it it's kind of like that i got the present so i'm gonna play with it for five ten minutes and then the batteries, 
the batteries might go dead, and then I'll have to recharge it, and I don't. Oh touch my it again gosh! For a while. Yeah. That's funny. But the, but there is a little mystery to that. Even even the newness of the relationship that you're experiencing. But you tell somebody that has been married that has encountered the sexual. There's there's a big difference between somebody that has not had that experience. Realistically, let's think about it. Who has not had that experience? Once they've had that experience, there's a change in the way that they look at that experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, I think it's different with everybody. Because I think no person is created the same. And so, you know, Stephen Lorraine might be one way with them. If she died, he might meet somebody else. That person maybe has different desires. She has different wants. Maybe she brings out a different fire. Or maybe she goes the opposite spectrum. And she's just not into it. Sorry, I didn't mean to put... Oh, no, I'm yeah. okay. <laughs> you were great. You were great. I mean, before you died, you were awesome. I mean, everything's good, you know. But <laughs> I didn't mean to kill you off either. Sorry. <laughs> Don't. But Please. So when I, when I think about the mystery or... It's not going to be the same. It's not going to be the same with every person. Because when I look at my relationship, my past relationships, my wife now has brought something to the table that I never knew. And I've been married before. Mm-hmm. There was a sexual piece to that, each one. You know? So to say that the mystery's gone or. Now I get a divorce or now I'm a widow and I look at the next one and I don't go, well, I could hook up with her, but so it's not about virginity then for me. No, I'm, I'm just saying no, the, I, I, the abstinence for yeah, the dating relationship has nothing to do with virginity then. No, it's intimacy and heartfelt. So you're saying it's a deeper connection than just the virginity part of it. The aspect of that. Yeah. Okay. I, I think so. Well, no, I, I I appreciate the, the yeah. inter- interjection. Do y'all do y'all agree with that? Do y'all think? Uh, listen, we we could all talk about personal experiences, and, and I don't think any of us have been ever. We none of us have been perfect at this table, so we're we're not we're not we're not trying to call out personal experiences. But what we are saying is that, all right, if there's a congruency in the expectation of dating, should there be a congruency in the expectation of people who have been divorced, married, widowed, any of that stuff? Yeah, I think that yeah, they should still be following the rules. They should still yeah. wait until they're married. And you're saying because of the intimacy that could be happening at the onset of that. Set. Now, here's another good question because y'all are pretty quiet. Yeah. <laughs> well, I killed off Lorraine, and yeah. Steve's over there going. Steve, I met somebody else. over here mourning. <laughs> oh, come! Why are you mourning, man? You just it's, met another chick. I just turned it into a murder mystery. Yeah, that's 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 pretty tough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but I mean, Who did it. Those are those are valid questions, off. don't you think? Don't you think there are people out there that are asking that question? Yeah, Did, probably so. Can I, yeah. I? I've already lost my virginity. Why would I need to save it again? Why would I need to not give it out? I'm sure that's the justification for people to sleep around after they've been divorced or widowed mm-hmm. or any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. The same dangers apply to the to the to the widowed person that applies to the dating person. Mm-hmm. The same dangers apply to the divorced person that apply to the dating person. If mm-hmm. you awaken or stir up love before it so desires and you sleep with somebody that is not trustworthy and it isn't emotionally and spiritually connected to you mm-hmm. and to the Lord, 
first and foremost, mm-hmm. then what you've got is a, a problem. Yeah. You've got a big problem. So that's what Todd's saying. He says this goes beyond the mystery part of the virginity aspect yes. to the deeper connection of intimacy, and that's why. Now, if you need logic behind that, can you imagine what would happen if you took, and there's the question that I had, if every person that you slept with, what is God's view of those people in your life? Are you married to those people? That's what I believe the Bible says. Yeah. So the sexual, the sexual intimacy means that you're married to that person. Now, I don't think Old Testament, you can, you can, you can back that up because there were concubines mm-hmm. and then there were people that you were married to. So there was a, there was a covenant relationship with marriage that happened between mm-hmm. the male and the female. But then the male in the Old Testament times, I'm not saying this is right or wrong or indifferent, and I don't think the Lord liked it either, but the male could go out and sleep with a concubine and be totally fine. And there would be rules about the concubine if she's with child, but if not, then harlots and prostitutes and things like that in the Old Testament were pretty commonplace. Didn't think God liked it. In fact, I know he didn't like that. Mm-hmm. But those are the examples that we see. When you go into the New Testament, you're seeing kind of a difference of culture. In the Roman culture, there was a little bit more of a context of um, uh, if you're a spouse to someone, there are rules to that where you have to, um, uh, you, you, you're, you're not allowed to marry more than one. Now you could, in that culture, in the Roman culture, you could sleep with many people as you wanted to. That was, it was pretty bad. And I think the parallels to American culture are quickly adapting to what Rome looked like and what mm. Sodom and Gomorrah looked like. But they had in their their culture um, the one woman, one man, that that kind of thing. Now there was there was homosexuality in Rome. Um, there was homosexuality in Greek uh, stuff. Mm-hmm. But in this in this context, what Paul's talking about is that the traditional man and woman getting married, and the way that becomes um, cemented is when the physical capstone came together. In fact, in ceremonial process in Israel when they, they had a sheet that they would put inside, what it, whether it be a tent, whether it be the home, wherever thing, and when they came out and they showed the blood from the virginity, then that would be the showcase that they were actually married, and that was the that was the covenant relationship. Um, that's why it happened so young, because they would show that sheet, and that's the way that would happen. Mm-hmm. Anymore, now it's just a, I, I'm, you know, submitting to IRS that we're connected, and we're making the the, the <laughs> we're signing on the dotted line that if anything ever happens that I get half of your stuff and that's kind of the way that it's gotten but you're you said I think that's the way that it goes I, I think we have to think of it in those terms mm-hmm. don't you I mean mm-hmm. but but why do we need to think of it in those terms it's it's empty if I just say, well, you have to think of it that way. Right. You if, want it to be pure. Yeah, well, I kind of want it. I want to have, there's got to be a basis for that mentality, and everything we're talking about here says that. Well, well, every person you've been with, you give a piece of yourself. I mean, that's, I mean, that's what happens. Yeah. I mean, I, so. in my brain, with all the mistakes that I've made in my life, I, I my, my head can, temptation here thought patterns and thoughts that come up with out of nowhere because of my connection with people that I had no business connecting with. You understand what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I may not be emotionally and spiritually, or excuse me, emotionally and physically tied anymore to these people, 
but I think I'm forever spiritually entwined with these people because I've connected with them in that capacity. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And so that, that whole, that's the reason Mm -hmm. that's the reason why you got to think of it that way. Mm -hmm. What if every person that you slept with, you had the responsibility of being a husband or a wife to that person. And that should make you think twice about that temptation to sleep with someone or not to sleep with somebody. You need to ask yourself, what is, and remember we talked about what is love and the myth of love last month. Mm -hmm. Love is choosing the highest good, what is best for the individual. Not only just for this person that you're thinking about sleeping with, but the Lord and also yourself. Mm. And if it's not the best for those that, that whole equation, mm-hmm. then you don't need to be doing it. Take that thought captive and get rid of it. And that's how we're talking about mm-hmm. lust. How do I deal with lust? Take the thought captive. Get rid of it. Okay. Um, how do I deal with the, the the temptation in my marriage to look at other things? The adultery, those kind of we're gonna talk about that later on. Um, all of those things, those are those are great topics to discuss. But I think we've kind of hit the the large subject today. Yeah. Um, you guys feel like we did it pretty good. You, you yeah. guys have any questions or anything you guys want to talk about other than that? The only thing I can think of is that we didn't really like in the beginning, we talked about um, when our children are growing up, the things that we should be teaching them. Yeah. The things that we should be identifying. Look, these are the kind of the things that will happen to you in life. We say, don't do this, but we don't say, these are the signs that are going to happen. So, when you start feeling lust, it could be a, a moment where your hands get sweaty or you get the butterflies in your stomach or you just want to migrate yourself closer to that person. You know, I mean, just these are scenarios. I don't know. But what, okay, so you're you, saying that the, the warning signs, is that what you're saying? Or the yeah. things that we need to look for? Yeah, yeah because I mean, if we give them, because so many times we, we reprimand or we scold or we put it out there as a don't don't do this okay how do i know it's coming how do i know the tornado's coming well, well i think the i think the wise dictate like not w i z not not w i s e wise but the w h y apostrophe s the the wise dictate why, the 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 action like your undercurrent of why you're doing these things um, should probably promote the healthier way of thinking. If I band-aid it and I say, well, my knees are, my knees are quivering and my, my, my palms are sweaty and mom's spaghetti. Whatever. I can't say that without saying mom's spaghetti now. I don't know why it's an M&M thing. Um, but <laughs> if I have these things, I could say the same thing about if I go and I'm, I'm about to eat, you know, uh, bad food and my, I'm getting my, my palms are sweaty. Does that mean I'm about to lust after the bad food? I'm just, I can't equate it to a feeling. What I can say is that if you put yourself in these situations where you know that you're attracted to someone, mm-hmm. those are what you're talking about, right? Where ultimately, emotionally and spiritually, you feel that connection and you put yourself in a place where you're alone with that person and you have not disciplined yourself or mm-hmm. you have not gotten to the place to where you could take those thoughts captive. You have no business being in a room alone with those. And that's, that's well, that's, that's mm-hmm. kind of one of the, yeah. one of the, okay, beware of these moments. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. beware mm-hmm. of this thought process, beware of what yeah. could stem from this action. This podcast will never be able to educate in that way for every person, because I, I think you're absolutely right. There's so many variables out there 
that there's no way. Steve's getting passionate. He's like, man, that's Slamming right. Slamming his anyway, hand on the table. Like, what the heck? What, 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 what Todd's saying is that there's not, enough, there's, there's not enough time in the day to be able to. But that's why Titus 3 talks about old men. Walk with the young men. Tell them what's going on. Mm-hmm. So I think those of you that are listening right now. Sorry. Siri's going crazy. Um, old men, Titus, Titus 3 says, I want you to walk with your younger men, educate them in that way. Whatever way that is, the mm-hmm. proper way to walk, educate mm-hmm. them. Yeah. Yes. Uh, old women, walk with your younger women, teach them what a sound mm-hmm. doctrine, teach them what's proper, okay? Yeah. I think that that's the call for discipleship. And I don't think discipleship looks like, hey, let's go buy a Beth Moore book and talk about the Beth Moore book. It can, <laughs> but I think it has more to do with, hey, let's sit across the table from one another. Yeah. Let's talk about real life. Mm-hmm. Let's yeah. talk, hey, yeah. what are you walking through today? What's happening today? Mm-hmm. Hey, did you have a problem with your eyes? yesterday what was going on yesterday did you yeah, did, i wanted to rip them out and throw them away <laughs> but you understand what i'm saying i was like a peach and and dad's There's all these women with thongs <laughs> <laughs> I, I tried not to notice <laughs> i should have played that song there's a carmen song called temptation boogie and it's hilarious grab my superman beat anyways anyway so um i think you know like you just said the the elder women walking along with the the younger even like after a divorce i feel like another woman should come alongside that woman and help her and Mm -hmm. remind her kind of what you did with your teenagers back then because your your brain is so all over the place at that point and i really feel like that 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 could be something amazing is just having somebody come alongside them and walk with them and remind them, you know, just kind of like what to do and what not to do and where, you know, what are you thinking about today? And yeah, cause it's hard. It's a lost thing though. Yeah. Well, I yeah. think a lot of that though is because there's the rejection of the older lady going to the younger lady and saying, Hey, I've got something to offer you. And I'm, that they're, maybe they're scared of the younger person going, I don't need your help. I don't want your help. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of that. Um, I think the older men are the same way. Well, they're they're arrogant. They're not going to listen to me. And why would I waste my time? The, the problem with that is that, it, it. first of all, moms and dads, you should be discipling your kids more than the culture. Yes. Mm-hmm. End of story. Yeah. So if you want healthy boundaries in your household, Promote healthy boundaries by talking yeah, with your kids. Yeah, and uh, do not let this podcast define the parameters for you. You go to your kids and you have conversations with, and don't do it out of legal context. Do it in relational. Yes, mm-hmm. tell them the whys and what happened in your life, and and yes, let there be a little bit of shame in how you handled it if you handled it wrong. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> My God, there's nothing wrong with talking about sex and how it happens and why it happens and what mm-hmm. the cost of it is. All that stuff is good. I wish more dads and moms would do that. I wish dad would be at home enough to talk to their kids. Then you wouldn't have kids sleeping around all the time. Mm-hmm. I feel like my children, after I talked with them, but they were you know, further into their teenagers when all of this divorce stuff happened, I was able to go to them and say, this is what we did before our marriage. This is what happened after, you know, during marriage, after marriage. And they had more of a respect for me. And it was hard as a parent to say what my what I had done or, you know, um, but it brought them to a place of, oh, she knows what she's talking about and she's coming from her heart and saying, this is why you shouldn't do this. Yeah. Or, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, if you come to your children from your heart, they're going to feel that. Yeah. 
Yeah, the vulnerability of that moment is going to be great. Of course, now the fear of that is if I share too much, then people are going to bring it back and say, well, you did this, I can do this. Right. Well, that that lo- that logic is stupid. Mm-hmm. We all know it's stupid. And the reason why is because if I jump off a bridge and die, why are you going to jump off the bridge? No, you're leading by example. It's true. And you're going to suffer the consequences of that influence. But I, my actions in my past should not be what delegates or justifies your actions today Mm -hmm. um and kids if you're listening which i don't know they probably already turned it off by now but what i'm saying is they shouldn't have no i shouldn't have yeah they should be listening but you know i want to just give you the props of saying if you're taking the time to talk to your kids and disciple them great that is something that is missing if you're not make the time to do that and the next portion of that is with what you're saying lorraine that if there are older people in in churches in, in 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 places all around this country that are keeping their mouth closed because they don't want to offend. Mm-hmm. Please offend. Offend for the for the love of Pete. Okay, for the for the love of for the love of Jesus. Really, mm-hmm. go up to those people and bring them into relationship with you, and allow that to organically grow into a where you can have, you know, real conversations about stuff mm-hmm. especially this stuff because our culture is so dying for it anyways i think that's a good topic for today uh, and we can close out with that um I, i'm gonna do a song of the week straight out of 1992 yay oh that was a long time ago that was a long stop dude <laughs> <laughs> you're one to criticize so one of the best christian bands of that day dc talk and DC Talk had some of the today's top Christian artists in it. Toby Mack, who's really successful, Michael Tate, the front man for Newsboys, and, and Kevin Max, K Max, all comprised the now dead DC Talk. It is no longer. There is no DC Talk no anymore. DC talk. Although I wish they'd get back together. That'd be day. cool. That'd be pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, now, this track that I'm about to play is a direct counter to a song written by George Michaels called I Want Your Sex. Yeah. Yeah. And it made like headlines because it was kind of a battle there between the two. Um, Mm. Yeah. Um, And so uh, I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily agree with DC Talks, the one agenda, like I was talking about, you're going to hear it in this song, but I love the wait until marriage thing. And uh, you guys Mm -hmm. take a listen to it. That's it's called, I don't want it. And I don't have rights to this song, but mute me. I don't care. This is a DC talk and I don't want it.
That was about they didn't want their didn't want the sex right didn't now. Want the yeah, sex right no, now. Didn't, right. no, yeah. no sex now. That's no. right. They're going to wait until no. they take the vow. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, again, um, nobody on this panel, um, and I mean nobody, has has um, you know attained the level of a Christ-like perfection in these areas. Okay, we've all had our histories, we've all had our things and our struggles, but that doesn't give people. Um, the right to make the same mistakes in the name of our walk. And and we're not saying that we want you to make the same mistakes. We're saying we want better for you. Um, mm-hmm. And that's why we, we say to do these things. Now, I know that there's going to be people out there that say, well, that's easy for you because now you're outside of that. Um, I know kids out there, that's their logic. Well, you're outside of the, the teenage world now. Um, you're out of touch with that. You've been married. You, you know what it's like. You can have it anytime you want now. And so now you, it's easy for you to say, don't do that. And, and you're right in a, in a way you're, you're in a right that, that I've had it, I've experienced it, but I've also experienced the perils of not having that marital confine, um, where I've, I've dissipated myself and desensitized myself and chalked up love to a feeling and then had the, the fallout from that, um, almost to the place of dying um, because I thought that it was 
you know, it was life or death, that, 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 that relationship. So I, I need you guys to understand that it's, it's important that you hear what we're saying and not base your decisions on our, our past mistakes, not base your decisions on your parents' past mistakes. You need to live better. Um, you need to live Christ-like. Um, and that's what we're asking you to do is even though we might have not done everything that we should have in our past, we're telling you that there are perils that go along with not doing it God's way. If you want the most productivity and the best life for yourself, you will, and I mean you will, choose to do it the way that God wants you to do it. Um, and I'll tell you, there, there's no go-backs to that. If you if you do it that way, it's incredible. It's wonderful. It will always be wonderful. If you try to test any other way, I'll just tell you, it's it'll hurt you in the long run. So... Uh, that being said, let me tell you again how thankful we are for the opportunity to be able to enter in your lives by way of this podcast. Uh, thank you for listening in and for all the responses that we get during the week. Um, I appreciate that. Although we've been gone for a month, I still get uh, sometimes some comments about when's the next one going to be on. Thank you. Thank you for your patience. We're, we're contemplating whether or not we want to do this on a weekly basis on a semi-weekly basis or even a monthly basis, just simply because of how busy we are. So be mm-hmm. in prayer for us about that. And maybe uh, maybe next week we'll be here, maybe not. Maybe we'll, we'll wait another month before we get back seeing that <laughs> we're incredibly busy. But uh, we want to thank Crossroads Community Church of Lindale for sponsoring this podcast, allowing us the opportunity to broadcast to you from the podcast studio here. And uh, I want you to go check out their Facebook page, at C3 Lindale. Uh, listen, if you have an idea for a podcast that you'd like to hear, uh, email me, tim at timletch.com. That's T-I-M at T-I-M-L-E-T-S-C-H.com. Let me know what you'd like to hear us talk about. We hope you join us the next time we're on the PT Podcast. But until then, this is Todd Bergen, Steve Howard, and Lorraine Howard. And this is PT signing off. If no one has told you, I hope you know it. God loves you, and so do I. I hope you have a great week. We'll see you next time. Bye. All right, we did it.